is how yeah. it starts. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Kick It Podcast, coming to you from Oceanside Brewing Company. Like always, it's Thursday when we're doing this. You already know. We have the fucking game going on. We got the Colts versus Texans. Yo, I'm here with my boy Lee Bison, Victor V, Smoke Dog. We're all about doing our thing like we do every Thursday. Yo, Terrence, who'd you bring on with us today, bro? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So uh, tonight, man, we got a special guest. We got uh, Mr. Mr. Beck in the house. Uh, he's a local drummer. Um a uh, part of a a, a, a punk band uh, doing his thing, and actually he got some big things going on right now. So Ooh. I'm not actually gonna go ahead and uh, tell you about that. I'm gonna let him explain that yes. shit. So, how's uh, it going, guys? Matt, what what's up, going man? on, welcome, man? Welcome, welcome. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm just trying to hear over the music. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got some background noise. You know what I'm saying? We always have some background noise going on, man. Well, I, I appreciate being here. This yeah. is actually my first podcast ever. Hey, so. nice. here we go popping another cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> 1,000. Boom. Yeah, no, my, my boy Matt, uh, my boy Matt uh, I was telling him about the podcast, and um, he he was like, dude, that shit sounds dope, man. Hey, can we do this? And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, dude, I'm, I'm on it. Like, he's been excited ever <laughs> since. This was like two weeks ago, me and him was talking about it. So, uh, well, if I remember correctly, I actually brought this up a few times. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. I brought this up a few times. <laughs> well, hey, man, glad to have you on, man. Thank yeah, you for coming I'm, and kicking it. You know, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, man. So, so you were saying, or he was saying you were part of a couple bands. Could you mind give us a little bit more? Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I play in a rock band here in Oceanside. Okay. And then I play in a punk band as well. Gotcha. And we rehearse down in San Diego. I got a 24-hour lockout down there as well. Oh, where, nice. Where I keep all of the stuff I'm acquiring yeah. over the last year. And uh, just putting the effort in. That's really what it boils down to, just oh. putting the effort in. Yeah, it definitely it takes time more and, than anything. Well, I was just telling them that... Uh, Last night I just got done recording some drum tracks for another artist here in Oceanside okay. as well. So I've been doing a lot of session work on top of wow. playing in the and just rehearsing and yeah, just living the music life, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I still work forty yeah. hours a week on top of everything else. Yes. So I, I burn that candle pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. There's no way not to, you know. You start start at the middle and burn from both ends on top of that. <laughs> I'm now pretty, you got two candles. <laughs> I'm a pretty firm believer that you, know, you do what you love, and there's just there's no pain exactly that you can't get past. Right, exactly. You know, working towards what it is your, your real purpose that you're wanting for yourself. Oh okay. yeah. So I enjoy every minute of it, even when I have to sleep 16 hours on a Saturday. <laughs> right. To, to make up. For I know it happens, dude. I That's caught fair. like probably a good 25 hours of sleep last weekend. Ooh. Just burning it yeah because I, I know you go you go you go hard between work and practice and you know just your side hustle man and like i, I was actually thinking about that the other day because i saw you at omti shout out and uh <laughs> right. nah man you like you you uh 
I was kind of wondering, like, damn, when do you ever get rest, bro? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, last night when I left OMTI, I was, uh, I didn't actually make it to my bed till about five o'clock this morning. Wow. I, I pulled up and woke up in my vehicle. <laughs> I heard about that. five o'clock this morning. Yeah, and I, went I, in I've done that. <laughs> and I, I had a meeting this morning. So I do all the lighting and electrical for the 7-Elevens in San Diego County. Oh, yeah. And... That means I'm almost technically on call all week long. Ooh. So, uh, was it uh, last week? Last Wednesday, I worked from like 9 in the morning until about 2 in the morning because I ended Damn. up with an emergency call out in Oklahoma. And uh, went to the shop, slept in my truck, got back up at 6 a.m. and went to the next job that I had scheduled for that mm-hmm. following morning. So, it you just do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. That's really all that boils down to. Yeah. And as far as OMTI is concerned, another shout-out for them. <laughs> um, I love that place. Yeah. That spot is dope, man. It's, uh, I, I love it because of the locals. Yeah. That's, I'm born and raised here, and I've lived here 43 years. And so I've watched Oceanside just change immensely. Hell but yeah. one of the Especially things I love about Oceanside is that it, still manages to maintain so many locals like actual locals Mm -hmm. and that is what i love about it is that you'll run into anyone and everyone at that little hole hole in the wall yeah man as outsiders man i mean we got we got we got matt pride and and and, um you know a lot of talent out here you know what i'm saying so like you know when one recognizes the next you know what i mean i mean that's when the uh, the collaboration and shit starts so i mean i love that shit dude i mean that's how, that's how I met Matt, is at OMTI and stuff. And then we were chopping it up. He's telling me what he do, I was telling what I do. And, I mean, you know, I, I, you got to respect the hustle, man. And I do like a motherfucker, man. So that's how me and him became real real cool and tight and shit. You know what I mean? So. Well, I think the thing I like most is I love people who really take it upon themselves to do what they're wanting to do. Right. Exactly. Figuring out how to not be hindered by the so-called system. That's the bison. In, in a sense, yeah. You know, just, I love the the idea of people living free and independent. Yes, doing as they need to do. You might have to have your little hustle as far as like doing what everybody else has to do, but I mean, when you're able to actually do what you want to do on top of that, like, I mean, it's it's one of the most dopest experiences you can ever have. Well, ab- I respect absolutely. That. And as far as musicians go, it, it it becomes harder and harder in San Diego. Yeah. You know, when, I agree. when you have just this high cost of living, and it, and it's drastically changed. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up here, and I started playing drums when I was 13. So, as a teenager, my friends lived here. They played, you know, guitar, bass, you know, whatever it may be. And what I'm starting to realize now is that the music scene is dwindling rather yeah. rapidly because of the high cost of living. Mm-hmm. So, it just it's kind of sad to watch because it, it ends up converting the county more into a, a, a cover county yeah, as opposed to an original county. Yeah. So we end up with all these cover bands and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, there's a high level of tourism and, and stuff and so, and like that. And I tried playing in a cover band. I learned probably 85 songs <laughs> and, you know, in a, in a couple of months time and, but my heart's not in that. Yeah. It, I mean, anybody can really play a cover song, but ultimately, this is originality. Exactly. 
you know, we want the individual. We want, even in a band that's collective, those individuals really matter a lot to what that band produces. Mm -hmm. So I would really love to see a much larger music scene in San Diego. But it just be, it's becoming more and more difficult. I I uh, I personally, this is a personal uh, belief. I, I do think that because Oceanside is the way it is, and that uh, you know the cost of living is is so expensive and stuff like that, and then you know people come to uh, where they have to have like side hustles to make things meet and all that shit. I think it's a I think it's a positive thing, and the only reason why I say that is because so you get people that that they they look at the cost of living, and then instead of them thinking that they can like make moves and shit a lot of them what they do is they move away but if you're a real osarter bro seriously this is really how i feel man if you're a real osarter and and not just osarter i know it's a lot of the places but i'm osarter so i'm gonna speak on osarter i think when you're a real osarter you recognize like where the place to be and the place that you love to be and so what you do is uh no matter what you go through the means to make sure that you are where you are and feel comfortable being so like it's it's like when people grow up in in the ghetto and um you know, that adversity thing where they think that they want to move out and that's cool and do that, obviously. But the thing about uh, Oceanside, what I like is it's a, it's a lifestyle that we like and it's a lifestyle that we pursue on top of the fact that we're, you know, it is expensive. So it's a hustle, too. Like the people that grow up in the ghetto, they, they hustle and they try and get out of that shit. You know what I mean? And it's just well, by it, those means it didn't, necessary it didn't to get away to from be. it. But we, I, but as far as an outsider, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get out of Oceanside. You know what I mean? I, it's not like I just feel like it gives you, an, it gives you drive also to actually stay and be where you want to be. And do, doing that side hustle thing, man, is the same as anybody going up in, in, in adversity, going through shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think the the main phrase would be fight or flight exactly mm -hmm. and i know i know i know quite a few people that over the years they're like oh you know if oceanside or california becomes if this happens i'm leaving you know, type of mentality yeah. and, and and that's fine you know that's everyone's own prerogative so to speak yeah but yeah, no true I, I do not have that prerogative no i i don't I'm a firm believer that if everyone leaves, then it turns into the thing you didn't want exactly. to have happen. Exactly. So someone has to stay to keep balancing that out. And that's kind of my mentality is that I refuse to leave. No, exactly. I feel the same way. I want to leave. I'm not even, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I want to because the way the atmosphere is in this state, but I'm not going to do that. I refuse to do that. There's got to be somebody or group of people that are willing to balance that out and and not just let it go to the wayside. Because a lot of, a lot of California is exactly doing that. Yeah. It's going to the wayside. Yes, so, I agree. Oh, so uh, you you've been living you said 43 years here in Oceanside, born and raised. Same here. I mean, not 43 years, but what are some of the good changes and bad changes uh, you've seen Oceanside go through throughout the years? Um. As, as well, like it, was, it, it was definitely rougher when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. you know, there were more gangs. I think there's, it, and this is just my opinion, but I do think there's less of that now. Um, I don't see as much of it. But I think ultimately, Oceanside was kind of like the diamond in the rough, in my yes. opinion. It sits right at the top of San Diego County, and it sits right next to Camp Pendleton. Last city in San Diego County. Right. No, yeah. You know, nobody wanted to be in Oceanside until there was nothing left mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. And, no, real shit. And, and it's exactly what's happening now. And 
so I, you know, I was just telling Terrence about the city council meeting I was trying to go to yesterday, and because I went to one a couple weeks ago about the development off the North River Road, mm-hmm. and and I was in firm opposition to that. You know, could, could you give us a little more information on that? Well, so I stumbled across this uh, development on Facebook called North River Farms, mm-hmm. and. I found out. I did a little reading. And I found out that this is being this was being proposed out off North River Road. I actually heard about that too. And well, anyone who lives in Oceanside knows that you know to get back there, you're either taking Douglas to North River Road mm-hmm. into the Deep Valley, right. where Seven Eleven is it Church's Chicken or Popeyes Chicken? It's Church's. It's Church's, I think. Popeyes. Pa- it's Popeyes. Yeah. Huh? Is it Popeyes? Popeyes. Yes. Popeyes Chicken. So and then. It, you make that right, and then it starts to take you out to that farming land. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're proposing this. And, you know, they're talking about expanding the roads and, you know, different intersections and, and, and whatnot. But traffic is really heavy, Bad. just in general. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to try to kind of explain away how you manage to build another development in Oceanside and somehow convince people that traffic won't be that bad but when if, it will be but anyone who lives in san diego they county see. it's it, it doesn't even matter to the people in san diego county no, because no. you've got people driving from riverside uh-huh. you've got people driving from tijuana you know they're all commuting trying to afford this living mm-hmm. and i i live right over off of fireside and in mission so that whole thing goes like two directions you're either going to funnel it to the 76 which is all kind of taken care of by caltrans or it's going to funnel down douglas behind my house and so my biggest complaint about all of this was that i also live next to the new wave park being built mm-hmm. over here off the you know on the swap yeah. main but they're putting in a wave park and another 700 homes and a proposed hotel exactly so Track. It's not just one area. I'm getting compounded from like from twice both sides, over yeah. by all of this. Well, I'm not saying I know for a fact or anything like that, but I really have made a point to do more reading on housing and the market the development of and the value and so on and so forth. And, you know, the average annual income in San Diego is $70,000. And then the average cost of a home is $600,000. Well, the average usually tends to lean to a higher majority. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere between 70, 85% of the people mm-hmm. are in that range and, and lower. And, you know, a lot of people are still making anywhere from thirty to $50,000. Yeah, yeah, that's the realistic part of it. And I do electrical work. Well, an electrician in California will cap out at about $80,000, maybe closer to a hundred over, over time mm-hmm. and experience still can't buy a house yeah you know what i'm saying exactly still can't buy a house and what's really difficult for me to watch in all of this is that i I came up in a single family home and i there there used to be that day when you know you had that one parent home who was able to care for your kids yeah and i'm not trying to like push some sort of conspiracy theory or anything like that but i do think a lot of this is systematic like it's it's almost kind of put together in a way that Oceanside is that last little piece. Yep. 
last piece move, of the puzzle move, for San Diego County. Right up the coast. Yeah, Oceanside's exactly. that last little piece. And if you look at downtown, you can tell that. Right. That's exactly what's happening. They pushed out a lot of uh, local shops that, and not to cut you off, sorry. I did want to say they, they've cut off a, 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 a lot of shops that were Oceanside locals building businesses for themselves and for the community. Well, and they've bought them out, or if not pushed them out, you know, they've, they've done a lot of that to build up the, the downtown Oceanside, which completely does not look nowhere near like it did. I, honestly, I can even say five years ago, but if I'll even push it back to 10 years. And well, this, this is a term I like to use. This is what I call Oceanside residents. I call them second-class citizens to the tourists. That, that's Damn. Real, and, and, that's and, real and, shit right there. I think it's a true statement. That makes real sense. Oceanside that is makes, really taking it upon themselves yeah. to cater to someone who doesn't live here. Thank you. And I find it, not only is it insulting, but because you know it's it's 2019 we're almost to 2020 it's a different world i get that and so things change but ultimately i don't think the fundamental needs to change you know everyone wants to live their life they, they want to be able to do that as comfortably as they can right. create whatever they can for themselves and we just seem to be inching more and more to this dependency of like tourists and well, yeah, people was, from out of town. It's it's crazy because I was thinking about this while I was driving here, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I am just heavily against overtaxation. Yeah, more money is not the answer to everything. And and I was kind of thinking about a lot of the people who really push for these higher taxes you know medicare for all you know and these things are they're heavily dependent on our money mm-hmm. and over the years even as a kid I, I used to spend a lot of time in like uh i can't remember what they used to call it when i was in school but there was always one classroom that had you know the deaf people and the blind people and, and all that and i just always loved spending time with them you know I never really I never recognized the deficiencies right you know they're still people and even as I got older and still meet more without trying to insult anybody I always I think it's kind of humorous that the people who are really looking to take more money and actually so people do less are the ones who are physically capable of doing more. I, ne- I never hear any of these other people, you know, with these deficiencies ever complaining. They, they never talk about how we need to take more from someone else and, and to disperse. And so it's it's interesting that... No, I, I really feel you on that. I, I, honestly, I've... Uh... I come from a family of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and not to say that they're like big time, and they're no, ain't nowhere close to being a millionaire or like having multiple. Uh, my father's one of them, and he's an entrepreneur and everything. And and it's one thing that he noticed about it. They're always talking about like take from the rich, take from the rich, take from the rich. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And or so it's not even the rich. It's just like take from the people that have their own business is what it really boils down to. It's like, if they don't work for somebody else, then they can afford it, and it's bullshit. And I feel my dad, honestly, I feel him on that. He has his own business, and he runs it by himself. He does all the work in the whole nine, and um, the people that 
obviously don't have that luxury of living like that, whether it's their choice or not, they 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 agree with that, and I don't. I don't. I think it. I think it's. I think it's honestly. I think it's bullshit that that people would sit there and try and say some stuff like that because you live. Most people live by their means for one, and for two. If you're, build, but. if you're building, <laughs> if you're building, not everybody, but like yeah. if you're building, if you're building your own, if you're building your own business and you're an entrepreneur, you don't need no interruptions. You're still building on top of that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And well, they come after those people, those type people also. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they feel like that's the way to go. Because to me, I don't. Well, I, the thing is, is I don't, I don't think it's small businesses that get attacked. It's large businesses. It's corporations. The you small know? ones get attacked too. As long as it says entrepreneur, as long as it's a small, as long as it's oh. an own business by a, in one individual, uh, they go after them too. I, I, I don't doubt that. I, but typically, they most people tend to make up the rich, they, they the look, millionaires. They, they look to the corporations. Mm, yes. they, they think all the corporations are doing them dirty, and they're just screwing over the people. So you know, every day and this type of thing and. You know, they're business I, I read people. Lot, I don't believe that. I've been reading a lot about you know Amazon not paying taxes and mm-hmm. just you know a lot of back and forth and all this stuff. And you know what's what's even crazier is that all these people who are just so heavily against all these corporations and everything and scream at their elected officials every day. Well, you're screaming at the people who actually put the policies and all of that in play for them to do what they're mm-hmm. doing. Exactly. So you you literally you're walking up to the wall because they protect. Hell yeah! Your Big elected time. officials are protecting the financial interest of those companies. Mm-hmm. And and why shouldn't they? Lobbying isn't illegal. No, exactly. They all have lobbyists. I yeah. mean, that's a bona fide fact. Yeah. I think you could actually fix a lot of what's going on in this country if you just immediately made all lobbying illegal through any type of correspondence. Any person caught talking to, they shouldn't be talking to companies. They should be talking to you. Exactly. They should be talking to me. They, they shouldn't should. be having sponsors and shit, you know, like, no. <laughs> are we giving you this much money to represent so and so? You know, they talk about all this money in campaigns and elections, but there wouldn't be so much money if companies weren't allowed to contribute. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think about it is the ones that they're, the ones that they're, they're, they're campaigning with and all that stuff, like they're. They're not even the ones that's bringing the, the, those companies the money that that, that they're con, that they're that they're gaining. It's the consumers, and but they don't worry about they don't worry about that shit, dude. Seriously, what they yeah. do is they focus on, like you said, they, they get this group together and they're they're trying to uh, set up a, a system, and that's where that's where it all goes wrong. Because I'm sorry, like, if well, if the system is large. The system is just so incredibly large. Mm-hmm. It's. And it becomes painful to think about every single day. Oh, yeah. And I'm a per- So, first, I have not owned a TV in 10 years. I stopped doing that a long time ago. I have so much more time to do all the things that I'm trying to accomplish. Right. You know, whether it's work. Work actually becomes more of, like, that's, that's how I supplement my music. Mm-hmm. Until the other takes over, type of thing. Right. And it—it's just—it's just unfortunate yeah. that 
it is so systematically put together. And they may not have started out that way, but as the system gets bigger, I think it starts to implement more that way. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I, I am for the freedom and independence of every individual. We all have these simple, basic rights. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And California is probably just the main opponent to the actual family. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's really where it begins. So, like I was saying about that, the development, and this was kind of my thought on this. So, if you start really fast and you overdevelop really quickly, you exponentially push the values up on everything adjacent to those developments. Right. So, Oceanside, in turn, ends up becoming more like San Diego County, you know, the coast, Del Mar, mm -hmm. Solana Beach, and so on and so and forth. that's what they're doing. I mean, we got properties on the coast over here that are like 800 square feet for $1.8 million. Exactly. Never, never renovated, you know, original owners type of thing. And I look at it, and I'm like, so... The thing about the city council meeting that I went to was that there were over a hundred people that went, and the company, the developer, bust in like 50 people. They all had the same T-shirt on. And I mean, what I witnessed was probably a very grotesque yeah, version of lobbying. Yes. And so. I also came across a piece of paper that was handed to every one of them, and it was just the simple list of instructions. What time wow. they were going to get there, they were going to fill the chamber at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. What they needed to address. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. absolutely. And most, most, if not all, of these people weren't even from Oceanside. Shut the... And then all the other people that I had listened go up there in favor of this development were all realtors. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, of course we realtors are going to love this. They're looking to make a killing off of a town that has the most land left. Well, the really, the really shitty part about all of this was... Was it 2018? 20, uh, I believe, believe 2018. So the city council member for that district out there um, is Christopher Rodriguez. He's from Chicago, Illinois. I just I want to point that out. This city council member is from Chicago, Illinois. He ended up in California because he's he was a Marine. Now he's an ex-Marine. He has a wife. He has six kids. Well, he bought one of those farms out there. And now he feels a certain way about Oceanside. Well, no. Come to find out, I, well, from the reading I did, I guess he was telling people that he, he was a farmer. But he hasn't farmed on that land in two years. He also has a real estate business. So the, not only did I, I see to be a very wrong type of lobbying going on, but come to find out, 
the same city council member was he also posted on Facebook in favor of this. The planning commission turned this down three times because of the high impact of traffic and the actual hazard. Exactly. The largest concern out of the residents at that meeting was fire because of the lilac fire that was out there. Yeah. Well, most of those people who lived out there, they were sitting on the 76 for 45 minutes while that fire was blazing. They couldn't even get out. So you're going to compound that with even more people. Yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, we don't end up with, you know, years and years of more and more rain. And, you know, and nature has a way of kind of taking care of itself. But be smart about this. Yeah, no. Be smart about this. Well, there was also multiple people who felt that he needed to recuse himself from this vote because it was... And ethically, it does. It looks like a really bad conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. You live on the piece of area where they're trying to develop. Yeah. Not only that, but you're in real estate. Yeah. And you're posting in favor of this development. Well, he did. He voted in favor of it. It, The vote came out to three to two. And, And the more I thought about it, the right thing that I think should have happened was he should have recused himself. He should have let the other four, the other three council members, and I believe the mayor, it had been four, it had been even, but had it tied, they could have utilized the planning commission turning it down three times as one negative. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what ultimately I keep witnessing every day is that people don't have this ability to think fairly. Yeah, exactly that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it could have actually still been approved had he recused himself as well. But because there was such an unfair picture of all of this, now he's going through a recall. The residents got together and are going to recall him. And so there's just this whole thing going on. But I am a pretty firm believer that when you start overdeveloping really fast, especially in because California is not stable by any means when it comes to a housing market, in my opinion. Basically, when it crashes, it crashes. And then yeah. when it stops crashing and it starts going back up, people take full advantage. I mean, it's almost oh, yeah. kind of like disgusting how much no, it... it's very... And they do it out of simple fear that that market is going to crash again. Mm-hmm. So everyone has to make the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the values are rising so high that the wages can't keep up in the county. Exactly. So, and then I found out that 63% of the people who live in Oceanside and rent houses, don't they, they don't own the houses. No. So you've only got 23% or 25% of the people in Oceanside who actually own the, the house and shit. live yeah. in the house. Yeah. So as all of this inflation keeps going up, the rents keep getting higher and higher. And then ultimately people end up getting forced. Well, I went to a town hall meeting prior to that city council with that same city council member. I'm not a big fan of the guy. And uh, personally, I I find him to be very rude and very condescending. But I went to this town hall and a gentleman asked him, you know, what about affordable housing? And uh, he literally looked at him and he's all, I assure you there's affordable housing. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, okay, I mean, I'm not really sure where. And he's like, Riverside. 
Which, mind you guys, is not San Diego County. No. <laughs> San Diego so, County stops at Oceanside. Once you pass Oceanside, that is all Riverside County. Well, what got well more, towards the east. What gets even more insulting, well, so his son is there operating the laptop with the projector. Well, his son immediately brought up Zillow listings for Riverside, one-bedroom apartments. He's all, see, there's affordable housing, 950, yeah. 1,000. So I'm like, okay, so you're telling someone in San Diego County to leave that <laughs> affordable, no, yeah. oh, he did. Well, because this is what they do. What he said was he didn't say, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know the one that you saw and, um, and I could be wrong from from what I think he probably said Southern California affordable housing which is everything from LA to the border of Mexico but realistically San Diego County start it stops at Oceanside Camp Pendleton area you get um, if anybody's well, it, not it, go, familiar. it goes east out to I think Fallbrook mm-hmm. yeah it goes out to Fallbrook once you once you are off oh, so if you take the if you take the 76 and you hit the 15 go north once you hit the 15 and you go north off the 76 that's all riverside county oh yeah. it's all riverside county absolutely and so i i think that honestly they they try to they they try to play this little border game well, shit ultimately like riverside is like you know it's not that far from here well, no it's not it's very well, short it's distance basically from here, but San i think that they, they play the games with the border shit right there like they raise and lower depending on uh, on what the subject is what i think but ultimately it's not technically affordable housing because if that individual works in san diego well gas all went up we got more gas taxes. We're the high, we yeah. have the highest gasoline cost in the country. Yes. So, and we're literally working towards the poorest roads. Yeah. Still, the the governor the governor took five billion dollars out of that gas tax money to put towards public transportation. It wasn't for that. So you have if people you, who are just literally not wanting to take care of. If things. you notice, public transportation has not changed in price. No, 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 absolutely not. And it's only going up, so that's just ridiculous. That's just an that's just an added expense that you have to live in in Southern California. But the, but this guy literally told him, he's like, look, you know, sometimes when you can't afford it, it, it might be time to go, type of thing. Yeah. And I had to. I actually had to leave. Yeah. I, had to, I had to go outside. I went outside. I had a smoke. I'm like. This dude is like three sentences shy of getting punched in the face. I couldn't get jiggy with it, but I had to rethink this shit. So I I calmed down. I went back in. And then a a, a lady asked him, well, what about space and schools? You know, with these developments going on. They don't care about schools like that. We need the space in schools. And I assure you, we have space in our schools. And I'm like, wow. This guy is like so confident. Mm -hmm. You know, so... He's like, here's the thing. He literally told her this. Oceanside School District is not great. It's not the greatest schools. So a lot of people in our in our city, they actually take their kids out of our district to other schools. They do. Which means that we have the space for these new developments. I'm like, well, that didn't offer any solution to making the schools better. No, and that's the funny thing. So they got the space, but who can afford to fucking live there to uh, fill those spaces? Well, and so and that's kind of my point, is that with the developments going in as quickly as they do and you skyrocket all these adjacent values on these properties you start to you start to look at what is what i'm calling an expulsion 
of an income. Yeah. So ultimately, almost people at 100,000 and below need to leave. Yeah. That's what's going on. We are not part of this anymore. No. They they need the 250,000 and up people in here. Yeah. And it's relevant just going into this, in the city council meetings. And you start to see the people, you know, who are no. going in for really loving Oceanside or they're just wanting a piece of the pie. It's getting to that point where if you can't afford a $750,000 home, honestly, like seriously, if you can't afford to fuck, make payments on that in Oceanside, seriously, you got to leave. Absolutely. So ultimately, now I'm just going back and forth with myself no, as, as to how far I get involved in this. No, exactly. That's no, and, no key. And I, we got your back on this, bro. I promise you that. Ultimately, it's just time. Yeah. You know, and time and I, consistency. I, you got to stay on it, seriously. And I, I already know you are. I'm just going to put one more thing out there. Oceanside City Council is part time. They make like thirty-one, thirty-two thousand dollars a year, part time, which I have no complaint with, because that is roughly half of the average annual income in this yeah, county. Exactly. That is another way that you could probably get better elected representatives. Yeah. So, you know, in Oceanside or just in San Diego County, any elected official in the county, their salary should never exceed the, the actual average. No. The only way you start to abide by the people for the people is by living like the people. Exactly. And you're not no, living like, like, like the people if you're always exceeding their standards. No, it's that whole analogy on, on, on like being a leader and being a boss type shit. It's like, all right, you can be a leader with your whip, or you can be a leader showing them how to do it. That's the difference. Like you see, like, and, and the most of when it comes to the uh, political part of of, of 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 community growth, they they talk a lot of shit, but they don't live like the rest of them do. No, and you don't live like the locals. You're you're talking from your little castle area, and you're telling people how to live, and it's like bullshit because you don't experience or even go through the shit. You're not you're not dealing with the with with the sacrifices. No, absolutely. In, in California, I, I don't even. You know, California. No, people think California, and they think, oh, if you're there, then you can afford it. Well, that's not true. I mean, no, it's not. But a lot of them think, no, I, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I, I talk to people that have like visited California or people that have family in California, and like, oh, I can't live out there, and they live in these other states and stuff, and I'll be like, okay, look. <laughs> I think the only way you live in California now is determining how much you don't want. Yeah. It, it's almost like for the average it is a sacrifice how much stuff do I how much do I not want right for myself because that's actually that's what it really boils down to I between working the two bands the rehearsals the shows and whatever else you know goes on in between that the average cost of a one-bedroom apartment is two thousand dollars a month. Easily, I easily. Re I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that by all means. And I live as simply as I possibly can. That's just really what it boils down to. And I live in the cheapest. I and it, you know, and a lot of people might even use the term, you know pretty shitty type of thing 
but I don't think it's necessarily that way. I think it just depends on how well kept you are. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I know some pretty dirty people in big houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It but is. I know some pretty clean people in some very small houses. So I, it really boils down to just how well kept you are and yeah. how, how disciplined you are. And I'm not the most disciplined person. I mean, I I try to keep up with everything, but I have my own tendencies. I like I like tequila. <laughs> I, like oh, man. I like tequila a lot. Tequila doesn't go wrong until it does, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's usually uh, when it's time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's move a little bit away from, like, the ocean side politics and all that. Oh, let's, yeah. let's get back to the music. So... How long? You say you've been a drummer since 13, right, if I heard you correctly? Uh, 30 years. Yeah, ooh, man, that's a long time. So um, what, what's the name of your band? Uh, so the one in Oceanside, that's Don Myers Project. Don Myers um, Project. Don actually has a stained glass shop up on Coast Highway. And I met him through a, a friend of mine who lives in Montana. Is that right next to the, is that like right in front of Diego's? Uh, Angelo's. At Angelo and Diego's and discount like tires right Start next Fresh Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, okay. He, yeah, right across from there. Yeah, yeah. There's the uh, there's a little like the punk rock shop right there. Yeah, the skater shop. Skater shop. That was that's what it was. Uh, I believe a skeleton skele- key. Skeleton key. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, social gardens next to it, I believe. Um, dude, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been I've been next door a couple times. It's, it's a small world. <laughs> uh, really nice guy. Does great work. Um, and. Uh, yeah, Tuesday I was in the studio with uh, with Don doing vocal tracks, with, uh, or helping him do vocal, vocal tracks. And then uh, I've been doing quite a bit of recording with that band. And then the other band is Last to Know, the punk band. Okay. Um, we actually played here at Oceanside Brewing Company. Uh, oh. At, uh, I don't know how many more punk shows they had since we played here, <laughs> but... Um, but there was, there was, I think, like four or five bands. Uh, oh, genocide. Okay. Genocide? No. I think I might have got their name wrong. No. Uh, um, Homicide? No. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember all, all the names of the bands. Right. So how long have you been with, uh, you said, Last to Know and the, the Don Myers Project? How long have you been with each band? Uh, Don's band's probably year and a half maybe pushing close to two years and then the punk band I started playing with them uh, l- last October and uh, which is actually really cool I I really dig the punk band it, it's one of the, it's a rare rare occasion when you end up in a band and you feel like you're in a band with your peers yes it, there's there's no one really you know, below or above or, right. or anything it's, it's like that. Built, it's, it's like that team thing. Yeah, it's a team. It's, 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 it's more team, team effort, driven man. than an ego thing. Well, you know, you know, talking about the whole, you know, music scene and it dwindling and, you know, and people not yep. living here as much. Uh, Chris, who's in the band, Fuji. Give a shout out. Give a shout out. Uh, Fujimoto. Um, I've known him since I was a teenager. We grew up together. He He's from Carlsbad. And... Uh, he sent me a message last year about just coming in and seeing if I would want to jam with him. And yeah. It was just a great group of guys. And then George, he works over at Maxton's, and then he works at... Oh, yeah. I know George. Oh, yeah, yeah. Georgie, yeah. yeah. Great fucking guy. 
he's the singer yeah, and guitarist. Ah, oh, okay, dude. Small nice. fucking world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. And uh, and then he works at another place in La Jolla, I think. The Shack or who knows? I think it is. Is that what it's called? I think it is. La Jolla Village Drive or something. Yeah. Yes. Um. And then and then there's Jason and it just. It's just so hard to find. Like, yeah. I, I actually, every time I, I go in and I rehearse with these guys and I jam with them, I put a lot of effort. Like, I actually, the last two rehearsals we've had, I, I, I usually go out uh, after about the first hour and I change my clothes because yeah. I am just so drenched in sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's just so rare because every time I go there, I forget I'm 43. <laughs> when I jam with these guys, I, I literally that. forget yeah, that yeah. I am 43. I grew up with Chris. Every time I go in there and jam with him, I'm like, man, I play like I'm like 20, 21. Yeah. I mean, I still, f- I it's feel, passion, I, I feel my age Hell a little yeah. bit, but dude, punk music is not exactly the easiest to play drum wise. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, when you told me when you told when you told me that you played in a punk band, I, I, honestly, I was just like. I mean, all right. I mean, they don't, they don't. No, and it's not, a, it's not a disrespectful thing. It's well, like, what's it's crazy just, is the drum track I did last night was a bossa nova rhythm. Shut up. So they, they don't even give me any like notice. They don't give me any music. They don't. That's how I feel working with Louie over here. <laughs> he don't give me no notice. He be like, "Hey man, we got a session tonight," and I'd be like, "All right. Oh, by the way, we gotta, we gotta guess." But that's what makes, <laughs> but that's what makes a good player, a good entertainer. Oh yeah, is the improvisation so, yeah, of it all. Yeah, it's a little surprise. It's no, like, and it yeah. puts you, it puts you, it puts you at your top of your shit because for one, you don't know this dude, and you need to make sure that your shit's legit, so you make sure that they shit's legit. You know what I mean? That you can collaborate with each other and make some shit that really fucking happen. Oh, well, absolutely. Put you at the top well, of the game, it, I think, in, in a certain aspect. Absolutely. Well, even that is just. Uh, I'm not usually accustomed to getting paid to do session work. Okay. You know, usually if I go in, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll throw down on some yeah. stuff and and Jam out, do yeah. whatever. Yeah. But as of lately, I'm I'm getting paid to do these session. Nice. And and it's a great thing. Yeah, like, yeah. That to me oh, is the true term of capitalism. Oh right no, there. and it shows that you're appreciated. off yourself. No, you're and, it, earning. And, and it shows yeah. that you're 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 appreciated for what you do for your craft. Absolutely. So, so it's kind of nerve-wracking, though. Yeah. Because I, I never meet the people ahead of time. They don't give me any forewarning I know that on feeling. the music. Louis. So, and I'm mainly like a rock, metal, punk, yeah. you know, type, type of drummer. And so last night, actually the first time I rolled in and met these guys, they, they, played, they played me this this music and I'm like oh man I hope I can figure something out because <laughs> the first one I did for him was really kind of was almost Latin okay um, and it had a really cool just Latin feel to it and then at the end of the song it turns into what I call uh, Munsters music you ever watch the Munster the Munsters yes. yeah <clears throat> remember the music in that show mm-hmm. yeah they used to do like specials mm-hmm. and in the specials, they'd have like the kooky like '60s band mm-hmm. playing in the background, <laughs> yeah, with like the bowl cut, you know, yeah, the mop hair yeah. swinging around, <laughs> like like my beard. And uh, so, uh, but the end of the song kind of turns into that. It yeah. turns into kind of like that monster was, you know, yeah. 
So they were really stoked with it and really happy with it. I heard nice. the final you know, mix on it, and I'm like, oh, my God, man. I really didn't think I'd be able to pull that off. <laughs> but you did, and you did. No, so, it's true. It's like, and it's like going back to like improvisation. You know, you got to be able to like improvise at the moment. Like Whether it's on stage or like with the podcast, like how we are on Thursday, like, oh, we'll say no. We'll, fuck it. we'll set up on the rooftop. No, you yeah, know, yeah or, exactly. It's just so easy to get you know, complacent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and what you're doing, especially if you do it every, you know, the same way every time, the same band, and you're just repeating yeah. the motions kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, that, and that's that's part of it. Not to interrupt you, I just wanted to say real quick, that, that's why, honestly, um, when I started doing this podcast with Louie and shit, like, um, I mean, he recognized the the feel of, of, of our first podcast. He told me, because I was already doing my own. Uh, with one of my other homeboys, and then uh, Louis hit me up. He was like, "Oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a podcast too," and I was like, "Dope, uh, I'm just starting off." But like, to me, I just felt like he had a better setup going on, and uh, so when I went for the first one, we were feeling each other's vibe. Like, it was really dope, and so with that, I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really, I'm really down to do it." And as long, you know, when you, when you have, um, when you have someone that understands. Or, or could at least uh, put themselves in a situation, like it makes it that much easier and better. Like, so, so basically, what I'm pointing out is, is we learned between me and him doing the podcast thing. We do a lot of freestyle podcasts. Okay. A lot. When I say freestyle to a lot of people, they think, "Oh, we rap and shit." No, we don't. No, it's just <laughs> no. we don't. We take like a very like laid back approach. Well, yeah. Like, so what we do is like we, we, we don't have anything set up like, because we yeah. don't want we don't want people to think that they need to have something written down. We and because when people have shit written down or when they think that they got a certain situation going on or whatever, they try and act towards that situation. Absolutely. And yeah. we we try and kill that vibe because we want all natural vibes. That's the difference. That's the difference between our podcast and everybody else's. What, what I or find his podcast on that. What I think is really funny is that Terrence came up to me the other night. I was sitting by the fire at OMTI, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just enjoying. I was I enjoying my drink, and he, he walks up to me and he's like, "So, do you have a topic?" And I stood up and I'm all, "What?" And he's like, "Do you have a topic? Is there something you want to talk about?" And I'm like, "Um, I don't." He do said, you, I got a million things to talk about. And I was like, perfect. I'm you, glad you don't have a topic. Do you not know me? I, nah. There isn't much I can't talk about. Yeah. No, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I like it. Like, dude, I, I did not expect to talk about, like, side politics for, like, half an hour. But it was great. It was like. Oh, no, no. So no, no, that no. was, like, a free politics, economics lessons nah, for was, whoever watching. No, when he, told, <laughs> when, he told me, when he told me the shit that he's doing right now, seriously, that was even more reason why I wanted him to be on a podcast. Because I, I like. Like I said, we always free, we freestyle stuff. I mean, ever since I started with him, it's been a, it's been a, I've always asked him because he, like, he surprised me with guests. He does it all the time. His, his, his ass will not, I swear, and he knows I should know, but he'll do shit to where I'll show up and then we got a guest and I didn't even know there was supposed to be a guest. <laughs> but I think that he has the same mentality that I do. That's why like, I love fucking with him because he has the same mentality I do to where it's just like, I don't believe in having, it's, it shouldn't be orchestrated to me. To me, it should be freestyle because that's when the original shit from every person yeah. involved is going to be real. And like you can't, you you can't like deny a, it. Like, we have you on tonight. And I did ask you, hey, do you have a topic? And the reason why I was asking because we don't. Well, no. <laughs> we, we, no, don't no we don't ab- do topic absolutely. shit. We, we just, like, we engage with the person that that is the interviewee. You know what I mean? And we well, have think, that going on. And I want, I want people to just be themselves. I don't want them to feel like... 
all right, let me practice this shit because this is what I need to do. No, it's not what you need to do. We want we want everybody to just feel comfortable and tell us exactly about what the hell you got going on, which, which is exactly what you're doing right now. Well, I mean, I, I got a lot of shit going on. Uh, I know you do. That's why, yeah, I, no, that's I, why I stoked for I didn't, you coming here, dude. I wasn't intentionally trying to talk about politics. Ah, uh, no worries. Or, I don't mind, bro. I don't mind at all. I, I think he was a little bit. He was excited uh, all right, all right, to do right. that part. Tiny bit, tiny bit, tiny bit. Tiny bit. Tiny bit. But... Aside from that, I think ultimately the best part about having it non, not scripted yes. is that either you're going to discuss things you actually give a shit about or you're not. Well, and if we if we, if we promoted that it was supposed to be scripted, then you'd be worried about what right. you can and should not say type shit. We don't want that. No, we like it's, no, it's kind of like a... He, he spit that to me the first time I had an episode with him. He was just like, nah, dude. He was like, just talk about, just talk about you and what you do. And, and, and we just gonna do this because I asked him the first time I was like is there a topic I gotta stick to and he was like nah dude this is our first interview he's like let's just do it and then we right. did it and then I was feeling what he was putting out I mean all I know is I'm that so thankful for this dude there's just, so cool. there's just so many cool things to do every day yeah you know there's a ton of stuff I, you know when I met Terrence actually a mutual friend uh, John Cowboy yes. John I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but Shout out to Cowboy I, brought, I brought him up. But I was talking to uh, John because I was just starting to heavily push the whole drumming thing. Right. And and, and what I mean by that is that I, I used to do the whole, like, in the house, you know, annoy everybody type of thing. Not very professional. Right. And so when I started... Noisy neighbors and shit kind of stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> believe me. Believe me. <laughs> oh, I, it goes down at oh, OMTI. You, you, you have no idea. No idea. I actually used to live in Kansas City. This is, this is by far one of... I feel so bad for this person, but this is just a great fucking story. I, I used to live in Kansas City, and I lived upstairs in this two-bedroom apartment that I had a roommate who was probably like five, 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 six blonde hair, blue eyes, just the whole Wranglers, you know, big pickup truck type of thing. And uh, him and I used to go out drinking all the time. And uh, my drum set was set up in the living room upstairs. And uh, we came back one night and it was really, really late. It was about one, two in the morning. I walked in and I was like, oh, I'm going to play drums. So two o'clock in the morning, I started wailing away on these drums. (laughs) And the next thing you know, neighbor downstairs is standing at the door and my roommate and him are screaming at each other and uh i mean we were just hammered felt so bad about this well i've come to find out i ran into my neighbor and i was like look man i'm sorry i i didn't uh i didn't i didn't mean to like piss you off or anything it's just it was a drunken night He's like, dude, I actually didn't have a problem with the drums. The problem I had was that the drums knocked this huge jar of chain off, change off of the shelf while on me while I was sleeping. So wherever he was sleeping at, the jar fell off and hit him. <laughs> and but you go through all of it. Yeah. You know, I can't. Guitar singer doesn't make any difference to me. You go through all of it. Right. As a drummer. 
It, it's like if you're I not pissing someone off, you're not you're not drumming right. You know? I, I, I kind of think it developed. It made me develop some thick skin over the years when it came to other people. And my my own family is not very big on the drums. Like I really don't think they like it at all. So there's there's little support there. So I, I think you end up getting a little thicker skin. So, but uh, no matter what, it, drums is kind of where it's at yeah. for me, anyways. And uh, but yeah, when I I made this main push to do the 24-hour lockout, um, I bought a PA, I bought all the drum mics, I bought all the recording equipment, and really making the effort. I don't want to do electrical for the rest of my life. I, oh. I, I want to play drums, yeah. and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Hell no. So when I met John, <clears throat> I was getting into this whole marketing thing in my head of how I would market myself and so on and so forth. And I, I have my own logo that I designed and everything. And Dope ass logo too. You guys should check it out on IG. Y'all can go to Mr. Beck and check out his uh, his Instagram. Y'all see his logo and y'all y'all see what he's doing on a day to day. He has, I mean, shit. You got two. You got two yeah, well, Instagrams. I, I, got, I got Mr. Beck, and then I've got Mr. Beck Drums. Okay, so you guys should def definitely check out Mr. Beck and Mr. Beck Drums. That is his his business, and then he has the personal. So check them both out. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how I, that's how I met Terrence. Is yeah. I wanted to start making T-shirts, and it wasn't that I wanted someone to make the t-shirts. I was literally trying to figure out how to acquire everything to just right. to do it all in-house. And uh, I've always had my own delusional goal of having my own record label and actually doing everything. And, uh, you know, and hopefully someday, maybe, that might actually... I would love to scout bands. I would love to pr produce better music than, than a lot of what I hear. And uh, but there's just so many great people. Yeah. And, and it's always going to boil down to that. It's just always it's just always about the people. Yeah, yeah. It, it always it has to, you know. You, it, it, especially if you're like in the entertainment industry, like you know how we do. It's it. Yeah, you can make songs for yourself, but if people don't dig it, you're, you're not going to. Well, it's a big point why I made. It's a big reason why I made a point to come on on here. This is, this is not something I typically do. So I, I'm more. Private. I'm very private about a lot of things. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I'm the same way. And it's weird. Like, I have no problem talking with people or being on stage, but I don't like really doing either one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I get on stage or I'm doing the podcast, it's it's cool. But I don't like doing that outside of stage or like off like you know a podcast. Like, if I was here and I wasn't doing the podcast, I wouldn't want to talk to people. You know. <laughs> It's it's it's, well, yeah, I, I, it's the fine line. Yeah. It's it's the fine line, I mean, and finding that balance. Mm -hmm. You know, when you decide to do something like this that exposes you. Yeah. I mean, and it's really what it's doing. It's, it, it, that's really it, what it is. That's that's the main problem you, you, like, that I have. You are have literally is. exposing yourself. Yeah. To all the people who might like you. Yeah, and a lot of people who are gonna definitely not like you. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Especially like with music, they go like, "Oh, I didn't like that." You know, why are you doing it like that? Like, and there's people like, "Oh, like, dude, you gotta have thick skin if you're doing 
you know, pretty much anything. Really. Oh, well, especially if you're going to do this type of thing, you know, bands, music, yeah. rapping, podcasts, video podcasts, you know, you name it, that type of thing. And uh, it's, you, you got to get outside of it. And I'm not that guy. Yeah. I, I'm not a very exposed guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I tend to keep a lot of my personal life to myself. Um, I don't really share a lot of that. Um, and, I th and I think it's kind of the same for everybody else. Like, I don't really expect to meet people and have them tell me their whole life story. Yeah. And and I think it's a, it's a, it's a rarity nowadays, especially with Facebook and Instagram and social media. And all, I mean, him and I were just talking about, you know, the whole social media thing and the amount of followers. And, you know, people are so unnaturally exposing themselves to try to create some sort of perspective for other people. And uh, I, I just believe that they're trying to create some kind of a facade for themselves. Um, uh, I think a lot of people aren't being honest with the, with the whole uh, social media thing. And it's, you know what? I'm not knocking on people that, like, you know, do what you do and do what you feel happy with. Whatever. Oh, man, I, mean, I know a cool. lot of people who take a lot of selfies. Yeah, I mean, exactly. No. It, and It's amazing how many pictures people take of themselves yeah, yeah. and post. And, and I'm not and knocking. I'm, and, and trust, I'm not knocking on that, man. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I'm not. Um, I just think that people that are really trying to make a difference and trying to do their thing, seriously, I think that they should take a focus on just what they're doing. It's not about the attention you get. It's not about the numbers and and, and of the of, of the followers. You know what I mean, Louis? Mm -hmm. Like I don't think it's about no. that, man. I think it's about it's, I think it's about your message and what you represent. That's just yeah. what it really, really, really is. And honestly, because there's been talk about uh, Instagram taking away followers, the, like your numbers for the followers and likes. It's been talk about Instagram taking that away, and I think they really should because I think that people should just put out their their whatever they're trying to put out and promote, I think that they should do that and not worry about that kind of shit. Right. Because if you're really real about your shit, you're going to push that no matter what. It doesn't matter how many followers or how many people likes you got. Well, that, that, that shit, that, that was just to get attention to, to the Instagram and the Facebook shit. Honestly, I think if you really got something that you're really trying to work on, you should never worry about how many people are listening. You should just worry about what, what truth that you are putting out there. That's the number one thing to this whole game. It's putting out truth because when it really boils down to it, you got people that follow followers and 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 likes, and those are people that are. I'm not gonna say I'm I'm not gonna put them in the category. I'm gonna just say that I think that there's more. It's more than that. I think it's more about if you're putting out information on a social media platform. I think it's about the information and the quality of your information that you're putting out right. the oh, truthful right. information that you have that you're putting out it doesn't matter how many people are listening the people that count are the people that are actually going to listen follow and then and push more people towards that so while you're sitting here worried about likes i can get a like right now guess what you know what i you want to know why they like me and followed me because they want me to like and follow their shit so and Boom. sometimes I do. Think about that yeah, on a yeah. serious note. Boom. If you're really trying to push something out there and you think it's really 1,000 legit and you think it's something that people are really going to feel, then do that and, and stop worrying about the bullshit. That's just 1,000. Yeah, yeah. If you got real legit shit going on, keep pushing your shit. Make it happen. Stop worrying about the stupid shit because that, that, those follows and those likes, dude, 
majority of people that are following and liking you, like I said, dude, they're doing it because they want you to go follow them and like them too. Because well, I know, can guarantee what, this. If they're it, liking you and they're following you, and if you don't like them and follow them back, I guarantee they are unfollowing you and unliking your shit. Well, dude, the thing is, is, I have a couple hundred, maybe a couple hundred followers on, on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on my personal Instagram. And if I thought they really liked my stuff, every one of my photos would have a couple hundred likes. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it wouldn't be just like for oh. Earth 16. Exactly. You would consistently have a couple hundred every time yeah. if, if they were really trying to follow you. If they you. were really true about it, yeah. A absolutely. I think there's a place for it all. <clears throat> I just think it gets overdone. I think these platforms that we actually have today that, that you know, that people cater to like this, they're very good. And oh, they are yeah. very positive, so I'm not knocking it at all. I want people to know that I'm not knocking that whole process. It is a very, it, I mean. <laughs> but the, but there's a fine line between social media exactly. and, and living your life. Yeah. And and that I see a lot of. People, it, people are letting social media run their lives, and that's the difference. Well, the thing is, is that I watch people walk every day all over the place, living their life in front of their phone. Exactly. And. I think one thing that I've really made a point to do. Shit, if you even ask them what their purpose is, they wouldn't even know how. They wouldn't even know how to answer that. Well, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it is because it, I, I, you, I, I think you might run into one, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, my purpose is to be in front of my phone." Hey, you got a point. Everyone's got a purpose. You do got a point. So, all right. So, not to the liking of what I would like. So, I'll, I'll say that no, no, you definitely got a point on that. But I think there's, I think. The one thing I really kind of miss is I try to like genuinely enjoy the moments I have in my life and not with my phone always in front of me. It, I, it just doesn't have to always be shared. I have these very personal moments with people and I value yeah. talking to somebody, seeing them, yes. and really actually connecting with somebody. No, you want to know, honestly, Mike's, uh, man, I'm sorry. Matt, honestly, the, 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 what I like that you're putting out there, seriously, is, all right, for example, you're doing this podcast right now. Right. Um, you're, you're doing, you're, you're promoting your, 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 your side hustle. You're, you're doing your, you're doing your, you're doing your music thing. I mean, and that's that's something that everybody wants to promote. What I, I, I'm gonna be real with you because I, this okay. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all all out there. This is for everybody here. All right. So Matt recently told me that uh, he wants to run for city council. <laughs> I thought we were. Uh, gonna, I thought we were doing the politics. Nope. I'm about to just say this one thing because on serious shit, on, on real shit, and this is really how I feel. Um, I like that a lot, dude. Because I, 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 I know Matt. Matt's a, one of the dopest cats you guys can ever meet. Real down-to-earth dude. Um, don't not, not a judgmental bone in his body, dude. Just a straight cat, dude. Seriously. And even if there was something, you could talk to him about it and it would be cleared up. Dude, I love this cat, man. Well, I appreciate it. And, and seriously, for somebody to be running for city council, like, like I'm glad that I know one. And, and one that's like 1,000 about that business and not no not no 
side alternative shit going on. Like I, I know you enough to know what legitimately you're trying to do. This is and a, that's this is the last thing I'm gonna say. I wouldn't want to do what he's doing, but what he's doing is what I would do if I was taking that position that he's doing. This is, this is the last thing I'm gonna say on that. And if there's one thing that I could say that would lend to being here and actually putting myself out there yeah. is that I spend every moment. And every day, trying to just do the right thing. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all yeah. I want to do. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't no. want anybody else's money. I don't. We all have lives we want to live. Exactly. And the only thing that inches me, even in that idea of running for city council, is that I imagine everybody wants the same thing. And I have nothing to lose, and I really don't have anything to gain by doing it. So it's just mainly. Yeah, I do what I can to do the right thing every yeah. day. That's just all. No, I mean, I, in a way, honestly, what you saying that, like, honestly, like, like I said, I, I, I've been on you for a little bit, and so from having uh, talks that we've had, we've had plenty of talks and stuff like that, and that's why I thought he would have been a perfect, perfect interviewee for for this podcast. And thank God he was like down as fuck to do this. Well, it I was, figured if like anything, it'd just be a, it'd just be a really good time and a lot of fun. Yeah, no, nah, and it, and it's some real shit though. Like I said, that's why we freestyle the shit because I want everybody to be on a P's and Q's and be on a honest one thousand shit. And that's that's what that's what we brought tonight with with uh, Matt here, Mr. Beck doing his thing. So I'm sure at some point, some some of these people are gonna see me playing somewhere. Dude, <laughs> <yes>. So <laughs> hey. before before we end this, man, I I, I gotta ask. All right, so. Those I've been hearing, Don Myers Project and the last two are his two bands. What is your favorite song or project from each band? Favorite song nice question. project. What you got, baby? <laughs> you know, there's a running joke in, in the Don Myers band <laughs> that I hate all of those songs. <laughs> I got rush it. I'm not even kidding rush you. It? Yeah, I'm actually pretty brutal. Um, nah, hey, he, I can't say he is one that will be always one thousand and one hundred percent. Well, I think fucking the, honest with anything. The funny part is, I've been trying to quit Don Myers' band, and when I explicitly told him, I was like, "Look, at some point, I, I'm not going to do this anymore." And then, literally a week later, he's like, "I booked recording time." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, did you not hear me the last session?" Okay, okay, okay. and. And I thought about it. I was like, okay, this is a good idea, actually. We'll record the songs so it'll make it easier for someone else to yeah. learn them, right? <laughs> and lo and behold, I've been in a recording studio on and off now for the last two months with this, with this band. With the same band. Yeah, with the same band. And, and God love Don. I mean, he does everything he can for me. You know, and, and I genuinely mean that. Yeah. Like, he legitimately goes out of his way to make sure that I am taken care of nice. to playing his band. And and I don't ask for any of this stuff. And it's not, I'm not looking for any of that. Um, but as far as Don's band goes, um, my my favorite song in that band is uh, it's probably uh, Kicking Dirt on Your Grave. Kicking Dirt on Your Grave. What's that song it, about? Pretty much about the people who are against you. Yes. That's pretty much what it is about. But it is it is just a very up tempo, very hard rocking tune. Pretty much it's about the fucked up teacher that tells you you ain't ever gonna mop the shit. Alright, what day, about uh Day in, day out. Yep. Yeah. Alright, what about last to know? Last to know. There really isn't much I don't like about that band. Um 
and everything. Yeah, I, I just love everything I do in that band. Whether it's a show, the songs, learning new material. Um, I'm really hoping to record material with that band soon. You it's like yet. the it's like the only thing that I think is missing from that band. So you haven't yet. You haven't no, no. anything. No, it, it makes it a little difficult because they have CDs. They had other drummers, and so when someone does come up and buy the CD, it gets a little confusing. Right. You're like, oh man, you know this sounds great, and I'm like, it's, I've actually kind of stopped telling people that it's not me. Um, I, I believe the name is in the liner notes. Right. Yeah. Um. But the conversation just gets a little right. It's all weird. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really hoping to look awesome. to record with that band. Nice. Do you guys have any uh, upcoming projects or events? Shows? Um, Dawn's got an event on December seventh. December seventh. And that is Dawn's shop is the same. Dawn's stained glass shop is Dawn's on Coast High Coast Highway. Shop off of Coast Highway. Um, Coast Highway and Oceanside Boulevard. There's a parking lot next to his building that he's on, and he is putting uh, an event together to supply sleeping bags and uh, blankets to the homeless. Okay, nice. Awesome. All right, Ben, we'll... And that's on December 7th, and then I don't have any upcoming shows. So there, check them out December 7th, and look up for the Oakland Projects with Last uh, Last to Know and the Don Myers Projects, man. And we all look at smart, man. I'm glad you were on, man. I, oh, I man, enjoyed, it was a good time. I enjoyed that, man. It was and, a good uh, time. Hopefully we get to see you soon, man. Thank you guys all for coming in, kicking it. You can catch us here every Thursday. If you want to see the live show, you want to see some music, as you can hear throughout this whole episode, you hear the breakout music. It's a bunch of local artists, the best local artists, and, you know, even some imports and shit. So uh, check it out, and thank you guys for listening. One more time, remember, hey, go ahead. you guys need to check out Mr. Beck Drums. He does his fucking thing, man. Hey, local artist, straight coming up, doing big things. Um, shit. Man, I hey, had a great the, time. Hey, hey, I just hey, had a fucking run, great time. The, 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 <laughs> run, the, <laughs> the running city council. I can't believe Don't somebody let twisted, me talk man. this long. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beck is doing big things. It makes things, my seriously. job easier. Run, run, running. <laughs> Running city council, he'll be doing that this year, um, yeah, making big things yeah, happen. We're gonna be doing. I don't know about all that. All right, well, you know what? It, it's in the process. It's, We're gonna it's be in making the podcast, things happen. So you true. guys are gonna check out the podcast <laughs> and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, stay tuned and keep on, keep on keeping on. Yes, thank nice. you for kicking it. Thank you for checking out the Kick It podcast. And Louis we'll Lopes in the soon. house. Lee Bison, Mr. Mr. Beck. Yes, yeah, sir. Thursday night special, baby. You know we get down with the special guests, bro. Mad love and respect, and appreciate all Cheers. y'all tuning in. Later. <laughs>